Hey there! Welcome to another episode of Uncommon Knowledge. I'm Jennifer, and this week we're going to talk about the phrase, don't worry, or, or the sentiment, don't worry. I recently went and had a mammogram. I'm of the age where I get to do those things now, and I went and I did my due diligence, stuck my boob on the plate, they smushed it, they took a little 3D image of it, and I waited for results. And God bless her, the little lady, as I was leaving the, you know, the little exam room, as she's shuffling me back off to to put my clothes and my dignity back on, (laughs) says, and honey, if you get an email telling you that they want you to come back, don't worry. It's really common. (laughs) These are like the famous last words. But because of course of course later in the day when they've processed my results I get an email that says they want to have me come back in and have a check now to be fair I will say that this is the first one I've ever done and in setting a baseline they really want to make sure that they get everything noted correctly right so that they can properly tell if things change the next time I come in all right okay so I get it I'm not at all upset about it but it made me start to think about it because I got this panic this panic when I'm reading the email like oh my god like, I'm going to have to have, like, a mastectomy. I don't know how y'all feel about these things, but I was like, I'm really attached to these things. Like, they've been with me my whole life. We've been together through a lot of things. But I started thinking about this phrase of don't worry. Like, why do we why do we tell people that? I mean, I'm sure it's said in most circumstances with the utmost intention of giving you peace, right? Giving you calmness, giving you something to basically talk yourself off the ledge, like, you know, I was going to be really freaked out, but that sweet little lady told me not to worry, so I'm not going to worry. First of all, oh my God, <laughs> who has ever heard the phrase, don't worry, and then heard whatever it is or responded to in a way that was just like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. Cool. I'm not going to worry. And then like walked off and forgot about it and, you know, didn't actually worry about it. If you did, I want to know what your secrets are. <laughs> because I find that people rarely say that phrase for things that are unimportant or you know completely like trivial like I find that people say that phrase more often the more I thought about this since since getting that I, I thought you know how often do we say that and why do we say it and in every instance that I could recall either having said it myself because I'm totally guilty of saying it or having heard it from somebody else were all circumstances in which there was something that could be important there was something that could be impactful there was something that could be life altering, right? So it's like, why do we say that? I mean, it's just, I just, I just can't. Like, I, I really want to break myself of this habit. Like next time I say this, I want somebody to slap me because it's such a crappy thing to say the more I thought about it. And I know you mean well. I meant well when I said it. I know the cute little old lady, um, Paula. Paula, I know she meant well as she shuffled me out, um, having just manhandled both of my boobs. But, you know, it, it doesn't help. It didn't help. It did not help. I got that email from the diagnostic center afterwards and it said they wanted me to come back in. And a part of me panicked. A part of me got seriously freaked out, stressed out. And it only lasted for like a minute. I'll admit, I totally like shed a tear or two because I was like, oh my God, my boobs, what's going to happen? I went and I did research. I looked into this like whatever the number of how many people actually get called back and, and what's what's everything from me, like what's the rate of finding something if you do get called back to uh, survival rates of breast cancer. And because that's, that's, that's who I am, y'all. I'm a nerd. If you haven't figured that out yet, I'm a total numbers nerd and I love data. 
and I want to see information. And I did go look at reputable sources, right? MD Anderson's website. I went to WebMD. I went to, you know, um, several different clinical websites. I even went to Susan G. Komen website. Anyway, give a lot of shout outs there for people. But I, I went and I looked this information up. And that's what was giving me, that's what gave me peace, to be very direct with you. That's what gave me peace. I mean, as well-intentioned as she was, this sweet little old lady telling me not to worry, that was a load of crap. <laughs> the data is what gave me peace. The, the seeing, the facts, and, you know, being able to take a breath and just rely and, and recognize on my, on my own strength to say, you know what, I've been through a lot of things. If this is one of those things that I now need to deal with, then it's something that I'm going to deal with and I'm going to be just fine. That there are resources, there are, you know, I have available to me all kinds of things. I've got a support system. For me, thinking about those things logically, looking at the realities and, and deciding that I was not going to be a victim, that I was going to be the victor in this situation, is what brought me peace. Not somebody saying, don't worry. So I, I started thinking about that phrase and I really do. I really don't ever want to say it again. So if you hear me ever say it, <laughs> please. Okay, maybe don't, don't, don't come and slap me, but literally call it to my attention, please. But it's, it's this penning of it. In some sense, like we say it to people to make them feel better, but it's kind of like it's useless. It's something that we say to, in reality, make us feel better. And, and I say that because I've said it to my son. I realize that there have been times that he's been upset about something and I've said, oh, don't worry, or you shouldn't worry, or don't be worried about that. That's terrible on my part. Like that is dismissive on some things, but it's also like, it's me feeling like I need to be saying something or doing something in this moment. It's, it's, it's about me. It's, I don't know, it's, it's kind of selfish on my part. It's about how I can make myself feel better in providing a solution for my son. And, in, and when you break it down even further, it's me in my helplessness, right? If I'm not feeling like there's anything I can do, then I default to, I need to say something. The only thing I can say is don't worry. Or that's the thing I lead with because I'm trying to encourage him not to worry. I need to, I need to break that habit. And instead of leading with that, lead with, I know you're worried. Or I know you, you are going to be worried about this. Or I know this is going to weigh on you and you're going to think about it and you're going to be tempted to obsess about it until you've got a solution. And that's, you know, valid. That's reasonable. That's normal, right? Because that's what we all do. Because I challenge you. I mean, seriously, please. If you are that person that when somebody says, don't worry to you, you're like, okay, cool. I won't worry about it. And you walk away, forget about it and never worry about it. Lucky you. <laughs> Because I think most of us in that circumstance, if it's something that we are genuinely concerned about, it's something that's impactful or potentially impactful in our lives, we're going to worry. I think that's kind of how we're hardwired. We're going to think about it. We're going to have it weigh on us in some way. And I just, I think it's, it's dismissive if we tell people not to worry. I think it's better to address the issue of you're going to worry. Like call a spade a spade, lay it out there and help them understand and accept that that's normal because when we start doing that, I know I start going through this. Oh my God, is there something wrong with me? I mean, I know they said not to worry, but now I'm worried. Not just is there something wrong with me in the, in the memories area, but is there something wrong with me that I can't just let this go? And the truth is it's not something wrong with me. That's very human of me. That's very normal of me to be concerned about the outcome of, of this mammogram and, and what this, you know, additional follow-up might, might show. 
and what the possibilities could be from that, right? It's very normal. And to be dismissive, like you shouldn't worry, is to be dismissive of the, the value and the feelings and the genuineness of that concern. It's much more useful, I think, and much more validating and helpful to human beings to approach from the issue of, I know this is happening, or tackle it from a practical aspect in a sense of like, not be dismissive, but don't say worry, but like, like with me in a sense, like, hey, I know this is, this is scary. And then say, but whatever it is, we're going to get through it. Whatever it is, you're going to get through it. It may suck. It may be terrible. It may be whatever. But to acknowledge that the person has a right to have a reaction to whatever that is. Now, I say that by saying, oh, I'm also the person that believes that absolutely embrace your feelings, embrace the reaction. Don't let them um, overrun you, overrule you. I feel them. I let them flow through me and, they, and, and I move on. Um, I find that trying to stuff them back or, or hide from them or hide them from the world, it doesn't do anybody any good. So um, but it also is invalidating, right? You're, if you're hiding those things or shoving them down, you're saying to yourself or the world that your feelings are invalid and that is so far from the truth. <laughs> anyway, you know, I feel like acknowledging the feelings, acknowledging the, the worry, the concern, the anxiety... Um, also helps, again, give it a name, right? It makes it less scary. It makes it like the, what's the thing in the Harry Potter movies? I totally, I never remember the name. Where like, it always takes the shape of their biggest fear. So they learn to make it funny. Anyway, I, I feel like that's the kind of thing too. If we, we, if we don't address some of these things or we don't talk about them or we encourage people to dismiss their feelings and their worry, um, it becomes a bigger thing. It becomes now this elephant in this room, this monster in the closet, this demon lurking in the darkness in, in the reality is so bring it into the light, give it a name, define it, but break it down and, and talk about it so that it, it's not bigger than you. And that's, you know, for me is, is what I, I, I realized in my process through, right. Cause I was just sitting alone in my living room after that news and having to, to kind of roll through that and, but paying attention to, okay, what am I feeling? And that lady said, don't worry, but why do I feel like um, now I, I have nothing going on inside me but worry? And okay, well, rather than sit here in, in my anxiety, in my misery, in my worry, I need to do something. I'm a doer. <laughs> I need to do things. So I'm going to sit and I'm going to do something. I'm going to do something. I'm going to research. I'm going to get answers. I'm going to find out. I'm going to prepare myself for possibilities. I'm going to look up. And y'all, what I saw honestly was actually really useful information and actually was probably like I said the best thing for helping me calm my anxiety was to look at these numbers one in 20. If you figure there are eight like billion people in this world by now <laughs> one in 20 is a lot of people y'all one in 20 one in 20 women even if you cut that in half and let's just say that half of that population is women so four billion one in 20 out of four billion is a ridiculous number that have to go back for a follow-up. It's just a, a precaution, a safety measure, and it also helps catch things, right? So that you don't get surprised by the real things that happen or when there really is something to worry about. You know, and then looking at the data, the survivor rate for breast cancer, when you have early diagnosis, early catching of it, right? You've seen it, you know it, you identify it early, you do something about it early. It's not like 95%. I don't know about you, but that's pretty good odds. And even if then, for whatever reason, if I'm not in those odds, I'm going to deal with it. And they're worrying about it's not going to help anything. Um, but telling me not to worry about it is certainly not going to help anything. But realistically, 
giving information, giving support, finding what it works. Like, so data might not work for everybody. Like you may not be a data driven person and knowing those numbers and those facts may not be helpful to you. Maybe just having somebody there who doesn't say anything or just there to physically let you cry or process in whatever your way is, is how you better achieve, um, you know, resolution to that anxiety or that worry. Um, for me, it is numbers. I don't want to assume that that data or knowing uh, is everybody's solution. I think knowing, <laughs> knowing is half the battle. <laughs> you know, knowing for me is that solution. So, you know, if you are struggling with something and you are trying not to worry, I would encourage you to look at what's going to help you resolve it, right? Worrying genuinely does not make anything better. There's not, any, there's not any problem that I can solve by worrying about, okay? Worrying about a situation, especially when you're dealing with a bunch of unknowns, doesn't do anything other than weaken you, exhaust you, um, beat you up, wear you down, right? Hurt you, make you sad, whatever. There's all kinds of things, make you feel all these things. Like, you know, if you're dealing with something where you're worrying, I would encourage you to seek out what it is that helps you move forward, that helps you feel like you're doing something, that helps alleviate that worry or that stress. And I would encourage us when we're talking to our friends and family members or anybody to remove the words, don't worry from situations like this, because again, it's dismissive and we're not doing helpful things. And I know we, our intention is to be helpful. I know every time I've ever said it, I've intended to be helpful. I can't think of any time I've said it sarcastically or in a time I wanted to be hurtful. <laughs> okay, maybe that's that's not true. I probably could come up with situations where I said it sarcastically, like, oh, don't worry, I got this. But there was so much disgenuineness in my communication, I don't think the person thought I was serious. Anyway. <laughs> but find words that help resolve, not just make you feel good because you said something, um, find words. Words are not always even the best solution. Find something instead. If your point is you want to help the person, you want to communicate your support for them, find it in other ways besides words that are self-gratifying or dismissive or hollow. That's another way I might describe it. Is it. And again, not that your intention is bad, but there's lots more going on to that. And that's a default for things when you don't know what else to say, yet you feel like you need to say something, which is really your own issue. Um, <laughs> it's really our own issue when we feel like we need to say something. It's that self-guilt, like I need to say something. My friend is hurting, I need to say something. What can I say? Don't worry, Duh, that's the stupidest thing to say. Okay, so now I regret saying that. Oh my God, what can I do? All right, sometimes it, you don't need to say anything. Sometimes your friend just needs to know that you're there. Um, but again, I would encourage all of us to remove that phrase or that impulse from our communication and instead help our friends or whatever the situation get to a point of resolution or just be there as a support system that does nothing other than be there if that's all that really is needed, right? Be there in the ways that your friend needs you to be there, not through ridiculous words that nobody has the I mean that very few of us I can't say nobody god what is that like what is that in my life that I can't say never and always <laughs> that the vast majority of us don't have the ability to follow through with I don't have the ability to not worry in a situation like that so telling me not to worry is asinine is <laughs> hurtful and adds to my my stress 
that's what I have for you guys this week. One more episode until um, this, this season's closed out and we'll start a new season. Anyway, I hope you guys have a fantastic rest of uh, the week and a fantastic uh, Christmas, if that's what you celebrate, or Hanukkah, or um, Kwanzaa, whatever it is that you're celebrating this time of year. I hope you have a fantastic one of those. As always, please find me on uh, Facebook. The Uncommon Knowledge Podcast page is available. Would love it if you give it a like and a follow. You can see just, again, some random posts that I put up and whatnot. But, um, yeah, love to, to, to have you guys do that so, and support the podcast through that means. Until next episode, be well. <laughs>